0: You're listening to The Pennsylvania Woodsman, powered by Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. This show is driven to provide relatable hunting and outdoor content in the Keystone
1: State and surrounding Northeast. On this show, you'll hear an array of perspectives from biologists and industry professionals to average Joes with a lifetime of knowledge. All centered around values aiming to be better outdoorsmen and women. Both in the field as well as home and daily life. No clicks, no self-interest. Just delight in the pursuit of creation. And now your host, the Pride of Pennsylvania, the man who shoots straight and won't steer you wrong.
0: Johnny Appleseed himself, Mitchell Shirk. Mitchell
1: Shirk. Mitchell Shirk. Mitchell Shirk.
0: We are wired down to week 51, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. It is hard to believe that we are (laughs) we are wrapping up 2023 two weeks yet we got uh, Christmas right ahead of us and a new year holiday and uh, I don't know how you are Um, I I can't say I'm much for like new year's resolutions or anything like that but I definitely reflect on, on the year every time of year when we get to basically when rifle season ends that's when my reflection period begins because I hype up um, all of hunting season and rifle season is usually the, <clears throat> um, it's definitely not my pinnacle, but it definitely seems like the, almost the last hurrah. Uh, it's not, I mean, I, I love flintlock muzzleloader hunting for deer. I do love the late season, but with the holidays and, and having a family now, things are definitely different for me that time of year than they were when i was a little bit younger <clears throat> so i guess my perception's just a little bit different but i i always every year just kind of the end of the year reflecting and stuff and i uh yeah i'm looking forward to next hunting season right. i mean i was talking about it with a couple people already i can't believe it's over can't believe we've got to wait a year for this started brainstorming what, what i want to do next year already and places i want to scout man we're i'm I'm talking with a couple of buddies we're still hyped up about the New Jersey bear hunt. We had so much fun this year. Want to do it again, want to scout new areas and you know, hunt this way, hunt that way. Maybe we hunt a little different, get a little more hunting opportunity, check some other areas out, maybe do some deer hunting and blah 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 and you know, you get into the deer hunting side. I was talking with, uh, you know, one of my best friends, um, you know, my my good buddy Clayton and he uh he and I were, you know, conversing over what to do deer hunting wise and you know how much we enjoy you know hunting upstate and our cabins and the group hunts and the still hunting and and this and that and you know can't believe we got to wait in of the year but man how can we improve it and what can we get better in the areas we can scout and man that's just a, a time of reflection and stuff and uh you really reflect a lot too when you go into the storytelling stuff at christmases and uh i just had this past weekend uh we it, it's getting a little bit better for me you know as as the family grows and gets bigger we're starting to spread christmases out a little bit which is good and this past weekend we had christmas on my mom's side yeah my mom's side my wife's side of the family on her mom's side and uh we got together and catching up with some people that i hadn't seen in a while and I was telling, uh, I was actually telling her uncle, you know, we were talking hunting stories, and I shared with him some pictures, he shared with me some pictures, we were swapping stories, and I said to him, I said, did you know that I I got to go, uh, and, and shoot a bear in New Jersey, and wow, and he shot a buck down there, and a buck in Pennsylvania, he's like, wow, you had a great season, and he goes, how do you, how do you figure out, like, how do you, how do you find time to do all this, he said, and, uh. You know, me being me and that initial reaction response I had made me want to, I, I went on a reflex and I was like, you know, I uh, I didn't really hunt that much, relatively speaking to what I used to do. And I was just really fortunate and I spent time scouting and it was like every time I went out, I killed something and I was really lucky that way. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not st- saying anything that's not truthful i hunted less than i used two years ago that's that's true um i did scout that's true i I did have some luck but there's a there's a couple other things that being uh you know having that one side of of being a hunter and one of it's a little bit you know like uh ego driven i mean i think a lot of hunters would agree with me or, or some would to a degree there's an ego side to hunting. And it's part of me that that was like my reflex be like, yeah, you know, that's just how it happened. I was, I was fortunate and blah, blah, blah. But, um, the real truth. And the, the thing that I didn't reiterate in the conversation with him and, uh, wasn't real about initially was the fact that I'm blessed. I have an awesome wife who, um, first of all, I communicated with better this year than last year. She knows the desires I have in the fall, and what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I did do my best to try to prioritize my family stuff, but she, she was gracious and really did what she could to allow me opportunity to go do the things in the fall I wanted. And, um, that's an awesome, awesome thing. In addition to her, um, you you know, some of my extended family, I got to give credit to for that because they helped watch my kids. They were, they'd spend, you know, you know, my mom watches kids during the week sometimes while we're working. But when I went away hunting, there were days she watched them a little bit longer at the end of the day. So my wife could pick them up and I was away hunting. And, uh, I just am so blessed by that that family and I cannot say this enough and I I don't say it enough but you know we're gonna hopefully in this episode really you know highlight what I'm about to say here is God is good God is so good to me um and he's he's good to all of us and um the fact that um, I have a Father in Heaven who loves me, forgives me, listens to me, and loves me the way um, I don't deserve. I, I, can't, uh, I can't stress enough how blessed I am with all the opportunities I have. And, uh, you know, one thing its easy for me to say is it's, it's easy to praise when the, when the going gets good. Um, you know, when I, all the things are, are right in my life, you know, I've got good health in my family and myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed from the, the time and the, the job. And, you know, I've got a lot of good things in life. I don't have a lot of negative things to complain about. It's easy for me to, to talk about, uh, you know, and, and praise in such a sense. But um, there's a lot to praise through the storms when, uh, when you're talking about how big our God is. And um, I, I can't stress that enough. And you know, I think that segues well into this week and this week's guest. Um, this week's guest, I have the, uh, the leader from Driven Purpose Outdoors, um, or, or as some of you may know, it is Driven Purpose Ministries. And Brad, forgive me, because I know I'm going to butcher your last name, but I'm going to do the best I can. It's bad, uh, yeah, Brad Hrushka h-r-u-s-k-a and uh brad and i have a conversation about the passions we have as deer hunters we talk about deer hunting one of the things I, i learned very quickly is brad and i relate immensely when it comes to hunting on private land and doing things and setting up stands and food plots and manipulation and stand strategies and habitat and like he and I would probably talk to each other until we're blue in the face about the enjoyment we have about that process and the scouting and everything else and um and any of us can do that right if we're deer hunters cuz you understand that no matter the the playing field there's a process when you get into bow hunting whitetails and that we all just get consumed in right and we talk about that, but we also talk about it from a different angle. We're going to talk about it um, through the the light of uh, uh, ha- having grace in our life, um, and, and acknowledging the fact that you know the season that we're in right now, this Christmas season, is uh, <clears throat> is not about um, not about sand and Christmas trees and lights. It's about Jesus Christ, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about deer hunting and some deer we're going to talk some deer hunting experiences and stories and uh we're going to let that kind of segue into some some other stuff that's a little bit bigger than us. It all relates to deer hunting, but it relates to life. And it's it's things that um are important to me and you know, I'm hoping that as I'm talking through that I didn't lose any of you in this intro because i i I really encourage everybody to listen to this wherever you are at in life Uh, there's a lot to take away from an entertainment side and uh an education just a, a challenge to not necessarily just be a better hunter but to be a better hunter who's a better dad and a better husband um and a better a lot of things better follower of christ so great episode um you know and all my rambling that I went on through here, I, I really hope that each and every one of you takes some time here the, these uh, these next few weeks, um, and really, really goes through a reflectance of Thanksgiving. I mean, I know we do that at True Thanksgiving. I understand that, but to me, the the holiday that I think is is better suited for Thanksgiving is is Christmas and Easter because um, we're, we're talking about the, the birth of a savior and we're talking about the death of a savior in those two, uh, in those two holidays. And to me, Thanksgiving at the end of a year, like reflecting and going through all that, like now's the time for me to do that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, uh, was, was late on me to, to talk about. And we, uh, dive into some other stuff in this episode so enough me yapping about it let's get to this episode um just make sure before we uh, before we do um shout out to our partners and that's uh it's radix hunting um i've uh, i still got some m cores out i'm still running those but uh, i can't say enough good things about the those cameras I, i'm really pleased with the image quality i'm pleased working with them and uh I, I can't say enough good things about the people that work for that company. They—they're uh, good people, they're good Christians, and they—they uh, they value quality. They value uh, good morals, and I—I uh, I, I really take value to that and working uh, with a company like that. And I'm so glad that uh, they want to work with me, and uh, I, I think that's. One reason that you won't typically hear in a, in an advertisement, so to speak, of why you'd work want to work with a company, but again, um, Radix products the tree stands. I still got to hang a tree stand, um, trying to trying to do some conversion. I'll I'll do some doe hunting at this one spot, but my one buddy's still trying to fill a buck tag. We hunt together at this place, and um, the the good thing about the Radix stands is they're quiet, they're solid, they're comfortable. So anything Radix hunting, guys, check it out. I don't think you're going to be discouraged. And uh, let's get to this episode with Brad. Joining me on this week's show, I've got Brad Hrushka. Did I say that right, or did I mess it up Sounds already? Good.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> Brad, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Brad from yes, Driven thanks Outdoors, for thanks for for joining us. How you been?
1: Good. Good. How are things with you?
0: Well, I tell you how it is. Like this time of year, when you're, I'm I'm trying to catch up with work. This is kind of a busy time of year for me with work. The days are shorter, so when I leave, it's dark. When I get home, it's dark. So my mind races on all the the other outside chores I'd like to get done all while, you know, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old and all that ever plays is like a loop of three different kids songs. One's like baby shark. One is yep. who knows what else. So it's, I'm, I'm in like a repetitive mode of the same things over and over again, playing young dad. It's like and it's, it's just like yep. paying, it's just like paying your dues.
1: Yep. It, 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 but like, enjoy this time because it goes so fast mm-hmm. and, and being a dad is, I never would have said this 10 years ago, but being a dad is the greatest thing I've ever been involved in in my life just because of just being able to teach them what it means to be a godly person. You know what I mean? That's our job. That's our job. And no matter how old they are, that's that's our job. And just enjoy the song, enjoy everything. Because one day, I just want to tell my wife, one day they're not going to want to play that song. And you're going to be like, well, oh, I really miss that song.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I've heard a couple other people say, you know, the, the, the you know, first 10 years of their life when kids are most impressionable and that's when they want to do stuff with you and make the most yeah. of that. Cause there's going to come a time between the ages of 10 and 20 where they're probably not going to want to do stuff with you and then you're going to miss it. So yep. uh, I am trying to enjoy it as much as possible. And I'm really trying to not rush things along. Um, yeah. It's a tough balance it really is. It is because
1: your dad, when you're home. So even during hunting season, your dad at home and and as a father my first couple months like during hunting season i would check out so i was home physically but i wasn't home mentally and my kids weren't getting the best of me you know what i mean and so like when you come home i've learned that you just can't get anything done because you're on dad dude and, and then rightfully so so it's all about learning the balances learning how to balance the outdoors learning how to balance faith learning how about balance your family and stuff and then you're never going to get it but we can always get better each day at all three of those things. Certainly.
0: Well, when we, as we get enrolling here, why don't you, uh, why don't you do a little bit better job of introducing yourself than I did? Um, you're from driven port, <laughs> you're from driven out, you know, driven purpose outdoors. You, you have a father, father of two. you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: So, um, I'm a sixth grade math teacher at a local school here in Western Pennsylvania. And it was everything I, it was just meant to be. It took me a long time to find a job out of school and just like things that we see happening around, you, you want it to go your way. And sometimes, and most of the time it doesn't go that way. So since I, once I graduated college, it just took me a while to find that job because I kept trying to say, well, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be, but it's not where God wanted me to be. And looking back now, I mean, I can just go through the chapter book that he written. You know what I mean? That he has written that, that you just look and smile because it was all planned and, and it's awesome. So. I teach sixth grade math i love everything about my job i love everything about what i do i love the relationships i get to meet with the kids and through this my school is a very we'll say country school so a lot of hunting a lot of things and and when i got there for my job interview i was like this is the place like this is the place so like i actually have a deer kill wall on my wall at school that kids bring me deer dead deer pictures every single year i actually got five new ones this year so with driven purpose we we started this ministry, and and from there, I brought it into the school, and my school has been awesome about it. So we have a shirt with our logo, and it has hope on it, and on the back it says, Driven to Share God's Purpose. And they are awesome. So every time a kid does something well, they get a shirt, they get whatever. So I, we probably passed out about 800 free shirts over the last three or four years just through kids at school and everything. And then we started this. Ministry we call it but we didn't call it a ministry at first. That's the problem is we started this just like everybody starts it for like Subscribes free stuff. You know what I mean? And, and we started filming each other and It was awesome but Like life when you start to do things on your own and not do what God has Meant for you to do the struggle starts to happen and and we struggled we 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 tried to join another hunting show and We really got our eyes open to what the hunting industry is like and everything. So we lost a lot of things with that. We lost a lot of, um, I don't know the word, like just, we just we just lost our love for the industry when we went through a couple of years because we saw what it was like. And we we took a step back and we were like, this isn't what we got into. So slowly we started to lose the outdoor part to driven purpose and it now has become a ministry and it's been unbelievable. Once we gave it to God and from driven purpose outdoors, we have created bows and donuts. So what it is, is through my school, we, we, we create an archery program for kids to learn how to shoot bows and things like that. We usually get about 60, 70 kids a night. Um, we get prizes. And again, sitting at church one day God was like do this for free like and and it's funny if you don't believe in God that that when he talks to you that you listen and and when he says it a couple of times you know it's real so I said Lord this is what you want us to do let's do it and and so we started doing everything out of our pockets and it's been phenomenal so prizes yeah. uh uh bows things like that and it just rolled into as soon as we trusted God with the process he's taken over so he's We've actually started a video production company from this. So we do weddings on the side, things like that. And that really is fun in the ministry. And my buddy and I actually just started a shirt company. So now we sell shirts and the money we use from the shirts, we sell all by our shirts that we give away. So it's it's just been a phenomenal journey. Um, it's really been the last three years that we're doing what God wants us to do the right way. And it's gone away from the outdoor part and it's gone more towards the ministry. And I'll tell you this right now, I know it's cliche, but the more we've done for ministry, the better the outdoors part has become.
0: It's it's so funny you 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 say that um, because I just had a conversation with with another very well known hunter that's speaking of the same way. Um, th- th- that episode is actually gonna gonna come out right after you here, but awesome. he was he was telling me the same thing that you know um, the the blessings that have been bestowed upon me in the form of the outdoors he said has been nothing because of things i've done it's all because i've given it to the lord and uh that's that's a pretty powerful thing to say and and you know what it's something even though how do i want to word this even though on the surface i understand that in the depths of it it's hard and and what i mean by that is like hunting I've I feel like I've been a broken record here the past few weeks because I've said this on a couple podcasts, but I'm going to say it again. Deer hunting, trophy hunting, that that sort of thing. It's a selfish endeavor. You're doing it. It's you versus your quarry, right? So in order to say I'm giving this to God, but it's a self endeavor. It's so hard for me to like walk the fine line between um, giving it all to the Lord versus Um almost I don't want to say idolizing a trophy, but it's it's almost the best way to describe it, right?
1: Think think about this, and I and I think about this every hunt season. If your wife went in shock as much as we hunt, would that be okay? You know what I mean? Like my wife doesn't ask to go leave for weekends, doesn't go on six day trips, doesn't do like she never asked about that. But then we think that it's okay that we get to go do that. And I'm not saying it's not okay. But at the same point like that has been some of the most humbling experiences in my life the last five years is 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 seeing what life's like other than from my own eyes you know what i mean and then and going with my selfish desires because as a christian i idolized hunting I, I 100% put hunting in front of god for a lot of my life and and it's funny that we say this because i'm just doing my devotional i'm just finishing up numbers in the bible and it's a through the word app that i listen to And the pastor on there has been awesome. And and it talks about the Israelites going through the desert for 40 years for really a two week journey. And the whole purpose of the journey was to learn how to trust God. I mean, he gave them manna every day. He gave them water and food. He gave them shelter. He gave them all this. And just like us, the next day would happen. And we totally forgot what he just did for us yesterday. And so they kept making mistakes. They kept going and doing what they wanted to do. At one point they said, let take us back to Egypt. Let us die there instead of diving in this desert. Meanwhile, like, He's feeding you every single day, but that is the curse of this world that we're so selfish in our own desires that we don't see the blessings God given to us. So my dad told me someday that I would lose the passion to hunt. And I was sitting in my house the other day and I was just sitting, my dad passed away about three years ago. So like all the memories coming back when during hunt season, it's awesome. But he said, you're going to lose this love of this one day. And the thing is, and I'm sitting there and I I was like, dad, I'm never going to lose the love. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm never going to lose the love of hunting or the passion of hunting. But what I am learning is the priorities of where that falls into my life. Okay. Not that I idolize it anymore. I just know that God and my family are more important than hunting. And not that I lost the passion, not that I do anything, but I went from five days a week to maybe just two now because I want to go home and see my kids after school. I want to pick them up. I want to take them out to dinner. I want to do stuff like that. And it is, it's, it's hard to listen to them podcasts now because everybody wants to talk about their trophy and talk about themselves and my brother and i for the last couple of years have said like it's hard sometimes because you're wanting to get advice but once someone starts saying me 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 you know what i mean you you start to idolize your own self and that you're, you're you're good and meanwhile we're just deer hunting you know what i mean it's awesome and it's a passion on our hearts but at the same point like it is just deer hunting in the end and, and there's way more to it than just that deer
0: If you're looking to simplify your food plot system while enhancing the quality of your soil, you need to check out Vitalize Seed Company. Vitalize provides top quality seed blends designed to fit into their one-two planting system. This system has been designed to allow highly diverse plant species to grow synergistically, optimizing nutrient uptake and cycling the way God intended. Reduce your inputs, build your soil, and maximize the quality tonnage for the wildlife in your area. Find out more about this system and get your seed at vitalizedseed.com, and be sure to check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Radix Hunting was founded on premium grade trail cameras and continues striving to produce the best cellular and conventional trail cameras on the market today. The Gen 600 is a second generation camera from the Gen series line. With premium video and audio recording capabilities, this product has become well-respected as the HD video trail camera. In addition to the Gen Series cameras, their M-Core cellular camera has all the features of a quality cell camera at an affordable price. Along with their cameras, they offer stick-and-pick trail camera accessories to allow you to set your cameras just right. You can find it all at RadixHunting.com and be sure to follow Radix Hunting on Instagram and Facebook. Want to check out Radix cameras in person? Stop in at Little Mountain Outfitters in Richland, Pennsylvania, and have a peek. Now, back to the show. That is so, so important. So, let me ask you this. Um, You've... You're in the process of living out the things you're talking about, right? But yeah. you know, everybody. I'm going through this at different parts of my life. Like everybody has moments where they realize this, or or things that click and it, it makes sense, or things that happen that have a change in heart. Well, like like you said a couple of years ago, you started out, you know, with driven purpose outdoors like what was the light switch Was or were there any light switch moments or aha moments that led you to this?
1: Crying in my tree stand. Like, I mean, I'm talking like you talk about humble and, and we, we would film each other. And at one point we were going on two weeks without even seeing a deer. You know what I mean? And, and, and that, that wasn't, this was and I'm talking like six, seven years ago and we had to seriously like, I'm a very passionate person. You know what I mean? So like I will cry with the best of them. I have no problem saying that. There's nothing wrong with crying. So when when I'm sitting there in my moment with God and I'm just like, God, what is going on? It was a, like a light switch went off. And I said, everything we have done has been through what we wanted to happen and not what he was to happen. And the best thing that ever happened was when that light switch, that light switch went on, we didn't care about sponsors. We didn't care about getting on TV, we didn't care about anything like that. All we cared about was making sure that we don't go to bed at night without telling someone about Jesus. And that was the overall goal, that was the light switch. And, and and someone told me this prayer one time, and these words I put into every prayer now, and I do it with my whole entire life, because your job is to get better every single day. If you're not, then you're falling behind. That's in your walk with Christ, that's when your walk as the dad and a husband, if you're not getting better then you're staying still and staying still is where the devil wants. You. He wants you complacent. He wants you to be comfortable where you're at. So I take that to my classroom too, but our job is to get better. And, and in everything I do, I want to glorify God. And that is the one thing that the light switch went off is I said, how am I glorifying you if I'm not doing the action part to my praying? You know what I mean? Like I can pray about it and I can talk about it. And we were great at talking about it, but we just never did anything. And so my brother and I, one night I was like, how are we going to do this in action instead of just keep talking about it? And that's when, and when you say like, Bob, I found my purpose. I found my purpose in life. My purpose is kids ministry. My purpose is reaching out to people in different ways. And, and I tell you right now, I don't have a conversation anymore that doesn't involve God in it. You know what I mean? Like even hunting stories, I listen now instead of show. I would be, I would be the first person to be like, Hey, look at this buck I just shot, 150 inch buck. You know what I mean? Awesome. Now. I care about you more than myself because I don't want to show you my buck. I want to hear your season. You know what I mean? And that, and that started to change the more I started to follow God is, is understanding that my needs are not more important than your needs. You know what I mean? And it's all about serving. And I think that's the biggest thing is learning how to serve.
0: So talk a little bit about the service that your ministry brings to the table. Um, you, you talked a little bit about hunting opportunities and stuff, but I'm sure there's plenty more
1: yeah so so from that we actually started a um bible club a school called hope for mohawk and that and that has brought in like covid was sad in the school district covid was sad and and you didn't see kids smiling anything like that so we started this club because we just wanted to let kids know that there are other people out there that care about them that love them and and through this process we've been blessed with 10 or 11 upperclassmen that are on fire for God. You know what I mean? And that's and that's hard to come by. Kids that are willing to step outside that box or comfort zone. So we started with this and we just get together once a week and we have a meeting once a week and stuff and we usually get anywhere from 80 to 90 to 100 kids come in this auditorium and they just they just want to talk. They just want to listen. They just want to they just want to know that someone else cares about them. And so all this started to pour into the ministry and again starting with driven purpose. And now what we do is kids come, they get a shirt, the leaders have hoodies, um, just just different things going on. So we put on a game dinner every year at my church. It's called the Driven Purpose Sportsman's Night Out. And the winners get guns and crossbows. It's all for families. And uh, the kids who win it, we will take them hunting. So we do, we do own 72 acres ourselves, and we've been very blessed. But the one thing we've never forgotten was God blessed us with this, and our job is to bless other people with our blessings. And so in my video this year with the Iowa hunt, that was the main thing behind it. It was just using blessings to bless people. So we take kids hunting. I think two kids, their first year this year. So one kid got a doe, another girl got a doe and, and the property is set up so kids can go see 12 to 14 deer. You know what I mean? And it's awesome. And, and just having them shoot their deer for the first time is, it's, it's hard to beat that moment. Even a 150 inch buckets, that's hard to beat seeing their kids do something for the first time.
0: Yeah, it's it's very powerful. I mean, you you find that a lot. I mean, I, I hunt every year. I want, I, you know, I have this mindset. I got to shoot my buck. I have a standard of a buck I want to shoot, and these goals. This year, my goal, I I really wanted to kill a bear with my bow. You know, I accomplished yeah. that. I do do all these different things, but at the same time sharing my experience it's like I, i'll never forget last season when i took my sister-in-law hunting and it was there when she shot her first deer she shot a doe with a crossbow and then like two weeks later she shot her first buck in rifle season like all this stuff, like yeah. those firsts and th- those other firsts i've shared with other people and being a part of that that is truly truly special yeah. and uh you know you're doing it with uh um an even greater audience than someone like myself and i appreciate that
1: yeah, no that's what it's it, it's awesome and like and i don't mean to sit up here and sound like this i mean trust me i fall short every single day of everything i want to do we live in pennsylvania i told my son my son wants to start hunting and my daughter wants to get into it i said i'm just letting you guys know that if a 130 inch buck comes out in pennsylvania you are not shooting and i'm going to take the crossbow and shoot it okay so just to get that off my chest and you guys understand this like i am daddy has shoot a 130 inch deer in pennsylvania yeah like we got to start with spikes okay we got to start slow and work our way up and all that but no, yeah, it has been, and like like you said, like, I now enjoy hunting more, being able to bless other people with hunting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your hunting season this year. We were talking a little bit before we got started, and you were, uh, you were able to do some, some great hunting in a couple different places. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so um, last year I killed my biggest archery buck, and, and it's crazy because I've never had deer, like, come back the next year and then have a story to them and everything. So last year I um, shot a 154 in Ohio, and I always make a yearly trip a couple of times out there, but it just, the weather was wrong and things were happening. And last year's motto, I always have a motto, a goal for my season. Last year's motto was how to be a better husband and father. So last year was like, what can I do to get my desire and my hunting, but also be home for my kids? Cause when I spoke at our game dinner, the one thing I said is we always say, we'll take a bullet for our family but how can you take a bullet if you're not there? And so that really resonated with me and and got me thinking like, how how can I be there for my family if I'm really not there? And that's physically and mentally. So last year was a gut check. It was because I canceled my trip over and over. Either my kid got sick, which five years ago I was going no matter what. You know what I mean? Like we were, if you had a trip, you're going, but something came up, uh, one of my kids got sick. And then my buddy on the day that I was supposed to go was getting baptized on Sunday. And I was like, I can't miss this. And so in my back of my mind, I just knew everything felt right. You know what I'm saying? I just knew everything felt right. And I was making the right decisions. And so I stayed Sunday, which I could have easily gone and hunted Friday into a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday trip. But I stayed till Sunday and I wanted to see him get baptized. And then I left after that. So after I left and, and again, it's just crazy how it all works out. I could have picked any other day to go hunt th- that trip and I would have never got a shot at him. But that weekend that I did pick, the corn was down and he appeared on the property on my drive out there and then ended up shooting him the next day. You know what I mean? And again, when you look back, I would have never been there at that time because I would have made my trip before that. But because I gave it to God, I was just like, listen, when you're ready for me to go, let's, let's do it. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do it. And it just so happened to be that date. But so this year's motto was trust the process. And, and I did get to go to Ohio. I did get to go to Iowa this year. So I have cousins in Iowa that were there they were just like, come out whenever you want. And and it was just a great experience. So my brother and I, we want to make a trip together because we don't get to spend too much time together anymore with family. And everybody understands that. You know what I mean? You're trying to balance everything. So we did a six-day trip, drove through the night, went straight to the tree stand. Ten years ago, I was fine. By two o'clock this year, I was, I forgot my lunch. I was struggling. Like I almost got down because I couldn't stay awake. And I was like, what are we doing? And um, I stopped filming. So I always film my hunts. I've been doing it for five, six years now. And, and I started hanging and hunting a lot more, trying to be mobile. And if anybody out there self films, you know how hard it is the first place and then to hang and hunt and carry all that gear. I was, I was not filming. And so day two of my trip, I just sat there and I take my time with God. And I was like, God, just again, we go back to how can, let me, let me bless people with this. Let me, let me, let me be a good servant and do this. And in my mind, I'm like, how can i do that if i'm not filming my hunt you know what i mean no one's ever going to see the story if i don't film my hunt so i was like you know what tomorrow it's back on so we're going to i'm going to take the gopros back out the cameras do all that and we're going to get back to the telling the story of the whole thing well wouldn't you know it as soon as i pulled them out it was the worst morning ever trying to get to the tree stand okay kicked up i knew a big deer i knew a big deer i kicked him up i dropped my tree arm out of the stand all this stuff so i'm running with gopros and, and everything and I'm just like, okay, God, like this is yours. I'm filming it. I'm telling a story. And as we're doing it, I'm still going through numbers. In my devotional, it talks about trust in the process. And as outdoorsmen, what do we trust? We trust our scouting. We trust all the things we're doing. So the signs all around us all the time, you know, it's the right spot to be in. It's just, it ain't happening right now. And just, so what do we do? We start double thinking. We're like, oh, is this the spot I should be? And maybe I should be on that farm. This farm should be a little hot in this farm. I mean, whatever. And we do the same thing with our walk with Christ. Like we see the sign, we know where you're. Be. we know where he wants us to be and all of a sudden maybe one day it doesn't go our way and we're like oh we just divert the process you know what i mean so instead of st- trusting the process and trusting all our work that we put into it we we we, we doubt you know what i mean we get scared and doubt and we try to say well maybe i should have went to there maybe i should be doing this and so as soon as i started doing my thing i got on the gopro and i was like i'm struggling right now you know what i mean i just i just talked to the gopro like like it's a person Ten minutes later, I hear footsteps, and here comes this probably upper one thirty deer. That it was, it was just meant to be. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things that was meant to be. And he gave me like a fifteen yard shot, and then I just tipped though. He just tipped over thirty yards away, and he fell over. And it was, it was, it was awesome. You know what I mean? And and there's it, and no such thing as a coincidence when you're walking with faith, because like, I mean, like I said, like I had my time. I understood where I was at, and and what I had to do as a person to to bless people with my hunt was to make sure that people saw my hunt, you know what I mean? And so it just gives me the chance or YouTube channel gives me the chance to just have these conversations with people through the outdoors. And, and again, that that's what this whole light bulb effect that went off was how can I serve? And, and I said, how can I take? And what's amazing is he took an idol and now he uses it as a blessing. That's how good God is. He took an idol that I put in front of him and he's using it for his ministry. And And it just makes you break down and cry sometimes thinking of how good he is.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. So, uh, let's let's go a little deeper than that with that sense. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I challenge anybody to continue listening on from here, even if you're not a follower of Christ, because I I think this is pretty powerful stuff. But I'm kind of curious in your mind from those who don't know what that commitment is like, and you know, we're sitting around in the Christmas season and we're we're talking about um, something bigger than just our deer hunting. I mean, what what's your uh, What's your initial start opening line of, of when somebody asks you the question? Why, Brad? Why, why? Why are you talking like this? Why are you going through this?
1: Hmm, that's a. I mean, that's a great question. I just again, it goes back to. I never want to see people. I never want to be the person. That someone stops reading their Bible, someone stops going to church, or someone stops believing in God through something that I did. And as a father, I always tell my buddies, I was like, I never want my children to sin because of something I did. You know what I mean? And and, and until I started doing it again, I'm talking five years. I've been a Christian my whole entire life, but I have made some bad decisions. I have done some very poor things. I was a very selfish, egotistical, self-righteous person growing up and the more i study the bible and the more i do this i see how really non-christian i was you know what i mean and the biggest thing that i learned was i'm no better than anybody else i don't deserve anything but the gift of grace allows me to have a chance to go to heaven and if i don't tell people about that how can i go to bed at night thinking that someone doesn't know about jesus you know what i mean and again all, all i do is tell people is i just want you to taste it You know what i mean i want you to taste it try it for two weeks and if it does not impact your life now he's not a genie so he's not going to just give you a million dollars but if you give him two weeks of your life meaning you wake up in the morning you have time with him you do your walk in the bible you have your devotional you change your talking you change the discussions you have and you go two weeks if your life doesn't feel better or you feel at peace with it then don't do it again you know what i mean don't do it again and that's fine i and but but that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. We we sometimes think that God's a genie and we go to church, we pray for something that we need. And when it doesn't come through, it's God's fault. You know what I mean? It's God's fault. And the one thing I've learned more than anything is, and this is the number one question is, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the hardest thing for people to explain, but the thing that we have to realize is this world is not a good place. You know what I mean? That This world is the way it is because of the sin that entered it with Adam and Eve. And that was because of the apple, the fruit in the garden. And because of that, we were supposed to live a hard life. Life is not supposed to be easy. Even as Christians, we have a very hard life because our eyes are on you all the time. You know what I mean? I would say this to my kids at school. If I If I come in and I mess up at school and I do something, if I cheat on my wife, the people that look at me as a Christian now think that I'm going to be, I'm a hypocrite. You know what I mean? And 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 I never want someone to fall because of something I did. And I always go back to Tim Tebow. Everybody sees Tim Tebow. Everybody is waiting for Tim Tebow to fail. And when he does, we get to say God's not real. You know what I mean? And so I pray for Tim Tebow because he is, has been an awesome figure for in my life. Because when I was growing up, being a Christian wasn't the coolest thing. You know what I mean? It, it really wasn't. Going to youth group was not the coolest thing. And, and now you can be six foot five and bench 300 pounds and be a Christian and it's okay. You can be the band trumpet player and, and be a Christian. You can be the lead of a play and be a Christian. And, and from all talks and walks of life, like it's okay. You know what I mean? And, and it's just hard because you know, this journey is real because when you talk about Christmas, I could talk all day about Christmas to my class. We could talk about everything. But as soon as I say J E S U S in my classroom, that's not acceptable anymore.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You know what I mean? Like that's not acceptable anymore. But we could talk about everything else. But as soon as I bring that name up, it's not allowed in here. What? You I mean if you don't know, if you can't tell me that's real from this? Like that's what I mean. Like we, we are so scared of that name because we're scared that it, we might actually like our life with Jesus. Well, in it.
0: and one thing I want to say is as you're talking about that, you were you were talking about. Um, like people's image of things, right? You were talking about like Tim. Your example you used was Tim Tebow. You, you know, Tim Tebow is somebody who's openly a Christian and a follower of Christ. But you were you, you made a comment about people are waiting for him to fail to say that this isn't true. And there's so many cases where people will see. Um, We'll see the way people hold their actions, and it's almost I, the, the. I heard this in a in a sermon one day. They're talking about it's almost like American Christianity, where it's this idea of what this looks like. But in in all reality, Christians are sinners, and therefore you're going to see the ugliness come through in that sin, even though if they're trying to fall. But what what you were talking about in my my what you were saying the things that transform you is is where you went from taking up your cross and following jesus that name that you just brought up and uh there's a lot of people that don't understand that one of the things that i'm um i'm I'm really trying to figure out in my life and it comes through just grinding um i've learned that um while there there are many people who know that um i'm a christian however um sometimes my actions don't always speak to that. And I, I think Absolutely. there's a lot of, Absolutely. there's, there's, there's people I hunt with. There's people I work with. Yep. There's people in a lot of cases that wouldn't know that because of the way I conduct myself. And, um, I, I've, I've learned in a couple of instances, how much that negatively impacts them and their, their opportunity through what I did. So let's, uh, l- let's, let's go with this now. So, 've we've, we've already established that people screw up Pe- people mess up all the time but let, let's go into that topic because it is Christmas I mean, this, this week is Christmas as this this episode's airing yeah. and you just brought up the name and the true reason for the season so so you know you again, Brad, why would you in in your wildest dream, uh, follow something from two thousand years ago. Some person.
1: The So growing up, I felt that I had to. Okay. So we had to go to church on Sunday. We had to dress nice. We had to follow the rules. We we had to do this. And because I I felt the had tos when I went to college, I totally stopped doing what I should have been doing. And, and I see that in the work ethic with our kids. I see that with my own kids. I see that as a, as, as a teacher and a parent with that, is as soon as you make a kid feel like they have to, they don't feel that in their heart. You know what I mean? So with the passing of my dad, with not getting a job right away, with losing grandparents and, and watching people struggle in my life and watching myself struggle and things like that, there, there has to be hope for something you know what I mean and and going through all those times you could sit there and you could say God why is this happening God why is this happening God why is this happening but when you sit back and you give it all to him and say listen I don't understand this but I pray for your glory to be shown through all this the peace that comes over you I can't I can't even explain the peace we had during COVID because we were giving it to God and 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 it doesn't, and I'm not talking about what you believe or what you didn't believe or the shot or not, I don't care any about that stuff. It is your decision. And I respect everything about what you wanted to do during that time. So my family and I prayed and, and we we came the peace with everything. And that's the one thing I've learned is, is the peace you get through prayer is nothing like anything in itself. And my buddy, Nate, that, that is running the ministry with me and, helps me and everything. That is the only thing he can say over the last two years he goes There's the amount of peace that could be done And like you said we can't stop sinning i can't stop sinning i will never stop sinning that's the curse of us but the more that i put my faith in jesus and the more of my day that goes to jesus the less that i do sin and and along with that it just it's not easy you know what i mean like guy talk at camp you know you know you know what i mean like there's nothing easy about it um guy talk at work Uh, pretty girl walks past stuff like that like 10 years ago you're you just want someone to laugh at your joke you know what i mean you wanted to be in the boys club and as soon as you start understanding that we are not of this world and we are not supposed to be like others then you start to see like maybe that joke isn't that funny anymore maybe this isn't like this and every time you told that joke and someone laughed at it did i did i show them jesus in my action you know what i mean that is the hardest thing to do and i'll tell you this And I know this is what is is hard for a lot of my buddies that I'm very close with, is if you change your life, your phone might not ring as much. You know what I mean? Like I'm not invited to parties. I'm not invited to go to the bar on weekends and stuff like that because they respect my decisions and everything like that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just choose not to do that. You know what I mean? That is mine because I, I needed to not choose that for my decisions in my past. And that's the one thing I learned. If you don't feel guilty going to see that movie, but I do, I'm not going to judge you. I, I just know that I shouldn't see that. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to scroll through my phone and see an ad for lingerie. You know what I mean? I need that. That is my need to stay away. Like if I'm trying to lose weight, I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm staying away from that. So there are things in my life that I've had to lose. And like you said, that you bear your cross, but the stuff that I have gained from the relationships I have made the conversations i have i feel like i can walk into a room and become best friends with every person in that room i could talk about hunting i could talk about your job i could talk about god i could talk about grass that's green in the field you know what i mean like we can have a conversation any people just want you to listen you know what i mean and and i'm trying to get better at meeting people and then remember their name because i'm terrible at that <laughs> i can remember a face, but i but i but i met a guy this year that coached baseball with me that he knew every person in my family's name in the first time we met, you know what I mean? And I said, man, you are special. Like You really cared about me and, and that's what I wanna go. I wanted to let people know that I care about you, so come talk to me, you know what I mean? And when you talk to me, I'm gonna remember, you know what I mean? And and that's why kids at school, I, I have this youth minister mentality with them because if kids these days, they, they just want someone to listen. They want someone to listen and they just wanna know their love. Like, I mean, those are the two biggest things. They'll run through fire for me in my classroom and do whatever I can ask them to do is show their work, work hard, do their best because they know that I would do the same thing for them. You know what I mean? And and that's the same thing with our relationship with Christ is adults, same thing. Like I just want you to know that I care. And with this Christmas season, we get the feel goods. Christmas trees are up, things like that. And, and, but the feel goods should be around 365. And, 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 and again, when I know it's hard because there's a lot of doubts. There's a lot of things that go against biblical things, and 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 that's fine. But in the end, faith is defined as believing in something you can't see. You know what I mean? And and when you have faith, and you have great faith, it, it's something special.
0: I'm dry I'm having a hard time formulating much thought other than I'm just. Every time I'm drawn into these type of conversations, I'm particularly awe-inspired because, number one, I I, I just it, it reiterates and fuels my fire of how wonderful our Lord is. Um, yeah. but, but another thing it, it does too is it, it makes me think about my actions in day-to-day life. And, and you know, there's there's people listening to this who, uh, like I said, we could be preaching to the choir, to talking you know right back to yeah. the choir too but yeah. I'm hoping that there's people that are listening to this as we're talking about this at Christmas that are on the fence. And, uh, yeah. those are the people that, um, I, I pray for. I want to understand because, you know, you were talking about crying in the tree stand. I had a moment this year in the tree stand just as well. I've, I told you earlier, you know, I had some goals this year. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, um, my, my big one this year is I really wanted to kill a bear with my bow. And I, 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 um, I went over to New Jersey. New Jersey had their uh, their first bear season in October since, I think, 2017 or 2018. It was a while, and their populations blown through the roof. Did all the scouting. Was so excited, and, man, I was so confident with what what I had that I thought opening day, I'm going to kill one. And yep. uh, opening day, I saw 5 in the morning, and I saw 5 in the evening, but nothing that was either legal or legal or nothing that presented me with a good bow shot. Mm-hmm. And I you know experienced some hunting pressure, some some changes in the hunt, and I'll never forget I uh, I was getting frustrated because this wasn't going the way I had it in my mind. I was getting like I said my, my I was I was down, I was drained, I was I was all these things. I'm like it's day 1, but another reason I was thinking that too was because I was trying to fit this hunt in with like just a little bit of time. I had like sl- very little vacation i had um you know it, it's it's it slighted that i could hunt a day or two here hopefully i could get a bear then i'd save just enough vacation that i could go and and do this hunt uh, you know an archery season and this hunt in rifle season and you know so on and so forth right and i remember i was sitting in a tree um i think it was monday evening the first day yet and uh i just felt this overwhelming sense of guilt I was sitting in the tree stand like Mitchell think about what's just happened right now. Right now I right before I left, my kids got sick. My wife Wait. was my wife was stressed. Um, my my mom sacrificed extra time to watch my kids while my Thank wife God worked. Thank you,
1: Jesus, for mom. Exactly, you,
0: exactly. My my dad, my, my dad sacrificed a lot for me this year too. He he's been helping with different projects around the house. He's helped with the kids, and, and I could keep going on and on. The list of people that have loved me and supported me, and here I am doing what I love, and I was. Almost not happy. I I was almost not happy, and I remember I was in that tree stand. I I had to had to pray and just like take this overwhelming, and you know what, it was lifted off of me. I could feel it lift off of me a little bit of peace. Um, It 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 prompted me to have some 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 text messages with those family members, just thanking them, saying, "Look, thank you for loving me. Thank you for for all that you do for me." And it was it would, it changed my perspective on it. Um, yep. and, uh, it was something I needed and it was a, it was a, it was kind of a, it was a reality check for me, but then, you know, you, you fast forward, I, I had a a couple things happen. I was able to go back down later in the week and, and I, I killed the bear. And it was like one of those oh. blessings that you, you couldn't have wrote it out any better. Yep. And I, I share that story just because, um, I feel like, a lot of us can relate to it, whether you're a Christian or not. You, you get so determined of what you want to do throughout a hunting season and it uh, doesn't always go the way you expect it.
1: No, and, and again, I was I was so bad at that. But then one of my closest friends is one of the greatest dads I've ever met. You know what I mean? And, like, when you surround yourself with people that are great, you start to become great, you know what I mean? And he taught me so, like, we were four hours away and one of his kids had a 103 degree fever. He, I mean, we were in the middle of our, tr- he left instantly, you know what I mean? Like, I sat there and I was like, I don't know if I would have done that. Like, you especially like we get so caught up in our stuff, our stuff. I have watched him turn down hunt after hunt. I have watched him go hunt and he has success every year. You know what I mean? He has success every year. But he also does it the right way. He does it the right way. And, and I, I know as a property owner, when we first bought the property, your first instinct is keep everybody off. You know what I mean? Blah, 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 all that. And, and to, and we do, but the relationships we have made and also with neighbors, instead of going at it as a, this is my land type of thing. We have, we have a great relationship with neighbors and stuff because we have invited them to hunt with us. You know what I mean? We said, listen, we'll take you out if you want to still, cause people were hunting the property before we bought it with us and we didn't know who they were, but there was just a lot of people on it and we, we, we formed a great relationship. They didn't take us up on it. They never have come back on the property, but like we've just learned how, how to communicate with people and stuff like that. that We just get so caught up in trying to shoot a deer and again i'm every year this year was tough like after last year in the in the in the the goal that i had as a father and husband when i was not hunting this year i was not here mentally i was on my phone i was game planning i was doing all that and i just i have talked to my kids at school but i was like i need a gut check right now because i i am falling you know what i mean again like we fall so much and it's so hard to keep that a game all the time it really is and just like you like when I was going to the tree stand and I was feeling guilt, I was like, what am I, I'm not enjoying any of this. Like nothing, like, like my wife is upset at me and I chose to came and hunt, and hunt today. You know what I mean? And trust me, I wasn't enjoying that hunt. And, and and if you're not enjoying the hunt, then really you don't need to be out there during that time because that's the whole purpose of it. Like our grandfathers passed it down to our fathers, passed it down to us. Our job was to come out here and enjoy the outdoors with fellowship and friends. And one of the best things that we have done in the last two or three years is we started to get back to our old ways. Like my brother shot two bucks and I was there to go help him with it. You know what I mean? I haven't drug out deer with someone else in so long because we all started to shoot big bucks. You're all doing your own thing, going everywhere. We have camp, we all, we all are there, but you don't get out of your tree stand because <laughs> you don't have so much time as a hunter to, to put in. But there are days now when someone shoots them, you get out of your tree and you go help them and, and you have a smile on your face the whole entire time. Mm. And it's just, that, that's what the outdoors is all about.
0: Absolutely brad i I can't thank you enough for for taking some time and and sharing your ministry sharing some deer hunting experiences sharing a whole bunch of stuff and just having this great conversation with me um i'm kind of curious you know but before we we come to a point where we wrap this up um do do you have anything in the near future the next year the next five your next 10 years things you're working towards things you're excited things you want to share um from a hunting perspective from whatever
1: yeah, no, um, again, just thank you for giving me the opportunity to come out here and, and just be a part of this with you. I, I appreciate it because it is humbling to be asked to be on this and at the same point also be able to have this platform to just share the faith and everything. But um, right now I just I have I know what I have in mind that I want, but I don't know if it always works out that way. But I, I do. I would. There's something nagging at me right now that that. The time and effort that we put into Pennsylvania is awesome. Like with the property, it's all deer habitat. the 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 whole concert conservation side to it has been nothing but awesome. I would love to take that whole type of outdoors and and work ethic and apply that to out of state. Now, I would love to own sixty to eighty acres, even a hundred acres, with the mind of just putting in the hard work, but knowing that December 18th, you could go pick up a bow for a weekend and maybe shoot 140, you know what I mean? Just, just I would like to see that happen someday where I don't abuse it, but at the same point, it's always there in case, it, when you want to make that trip. And and what I do see in my mind is just trips with my son, um, doing things with my daughter, my, my wife, like my wife doesn't know it yet because she doesn't want to do it, but when camden and Tammy start hunting like it is going to be we're going to have our family day so like we're going out together i don't care what she says it doesn't matter we're going out together and we're just going to enjoy the process camden um right now just loves going in front of the camera you know what i mean he's six but he, he's he's getting it neither of them are ready yet for the gun and stuff and i don't want to push it but five years ago when my son was born i said i just want someone to play ball with and i want someone to hunt with you know what i mean and each year i'm like neither of those are happening <laughs> but <laughs> now he has he has caught the bug he loves baseball so daddy's son time in the yard has been phenomenal um but there's they don't get it but the one night that we do go together we paint our faces and we have a good time like there's nothing better than that
0: mm. there's nothing better than that it's funny you brought up about family time in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, when we were dating, and even the first year that we were married, she hunted with me. You know, she shot a, uh, you know, I'm actually looking right up above me. Here's her first buck. Yeah. Now, uh, that was awesome. a memorable day. And uh, yep. she she shot, a, she shot a doe, I think, too. We, we had a bunch of great hunts. But it was kind of one of those things that, like, once we were married and had other stuff, it was kind of like it, it wore off. The interest wasn't yeah. there for her. And I said to her at one point, I said, and, and like right after, probably like the first year that she didn't go, I'm like, do, you, do you have interest in going? Do you think you'll ever go hunting? She's like, yeah, I think I'll go one day. And she, she said she yeah. made a comment, maybe one day when our kids grow up. And I thought, and, and like now I've got two boys, I'm like that would be kind of neat. The four of us take mom hunting and go. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, for sure. And then another thing I do like to share is with our Bows and Donuts ministry. Um, God has really put it on our heart that we now have the capability to bring bows and donuts to others. So if any listener out there is a located in Western Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm up for traveling, whatever like that. If you would like to have bows and donuts come to your church or your platform, wherever you have, we would love to come meet you and, um, Bring our bows to get the kids in your community started with archery, and just listen to the gospel. So, if you would be interested in that, just reach out to us on Facebook at Driven Purpose Outdoors slash Ministry, and um, just let us know. And I'd like to, like I said, I, I want to take God has put on our heart. We've done it in our community. My my school community is awesome because it does have a lot of hunters, but now we have the capability of just loading the truck up with targets and bows and going to people so that's what god has in the next chapter in our life i think with that so if anybody's interested out there please get a hold of us
0: and you said uh, driven purpose outdoors on facebook where else can people follow along or, or check out what you got going on
1: yeah so so all our hunts are um i use the word our because we are a team but everybody quit filming because they got too hard guys are missing bucks and like you know how it is if you are film like it is not easy. i do
0: not sell film i i can't i can't it, do it
1: yes yeah. but any recommendation if you would like to the best thing you could do is buy two gopros stick one in the tree stick one in your bow and you can edit and make a fine video with two gopros now it it, it, it is actually made the game a lot easier so i carry camera and two gopros and if the camera doesn't catch it my gopros will so mm. It does help that, but our YouTube channel is Driven Purpose Outdoors, and that has all our turkey hunts and deer hunts on it, and just the gospel of faith that we share in our videos is is the main thing.
0: Fantastic. Brad, thanks again for for coming on, and I look forward to doing this again in the future with you sometime.
1: Yes, I I appreciate it, and like I said, anytime you're in western Pennsylvania, please get a hold of me. I'd love to take you for a walk on the property and stuff. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, Mitchell.